Greetings, my nerds. This is Dyer Oxley doing his best impression of Nick Jarin, who usually does these intros to our podcast. Welcome to the Northwest Nerd Podcast, where we cover pop culture, science, and technology with a Pacific Northwest focus. This is a special episode just to whet your appetite for when we return in full force next week with a fresh magazine episode and a fresh feature from yours truly. In today's episode, however, we bring you a story from a friend of the show, Aaron Mason. Now, this is a feature that originally aired on Cairo Radio in Seattle. Aaron graciously allowed us to play it for you here on Northwest Nerd. This is the story of voice actor Rob Paulson, who not only experienced great success being the voice of, well, most of our childhoods, he also faced quite a challenge, and Aaron's going to tell you more about that in just a second. After the story, I chatted with Aaron about Rob, who will be here in Seattle performing this weekend. Now, keep in mind, this is a radio piece. You'll notice that it's a little shorter than what we usually do here on the podcast. And with that, I'll turn it over to Aaron Mason. You may not know Rob Paulson by his name, but if you grew up watching cartoons in the 80s and 90s like I did, you definitely know his voice. Yappo on Animaniacs and Pinky from Pinky and the Brain and Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron and Arthur from The Tick. And you get the idea. For 35 years, Rob has talked and sang his way into the homes and hearts of children and adults on shows like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, Rick and Morty, Transformers, DuckTales, SpongeBob, Boondock, Tiny Tiny Odd Parents, Tick, Doc McStuffins, Neutron, Samurai Jack, Veggie Teen Titans, Powerpuff Girls. Whew. Seriously, this guy's IMDb is a mile long. He's even one of those combing the desert guys in Mel Brooks' movie Spaceballs. Found anything yet? Not a thing, sir! But there's one show that most consider his crown jewel, Steven Spielberg's Animaniacs. Animaniacs won a Peabody and multiple Emmys, and it was almost like a fluke of a show. It, it had the very best writers, animators, musicians, actors. I hear the catering was great. And Rob played a whole handful of characters, like Pinky in Pinky and the Brain. And Yakko, whose song Yakko's World is probably Rob's most memorable performance. It's where he rattles off the names of every country in the world to the tune of the Mexican hat dance. Something Rob can still spit out at the drop of, well, a hat. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too. He recorded that in just a single take, by the way. Animaniacs turns 25 this year, and a much-anticipated two-season reboot is coming to Hulu in 2020. And although Rob will return to voice his beloved characters, something happened a few years ago that put his entire livelihood and his life in jeopardy. It'll be three years next February. Uh, I was diagnosed with stage three throat cancer. I'm not a smoker. I'm, I'm a pretty healthy guy. I've always been an athlete, all of that. It just was my turn in the cage. And um, everybody has it, whether it's cancer or financial issues or divorce or, God forbid, your child getting sick. I mean, you know, we're human. And as they say in a less gentrified manner, um, stuff happens. What goes through your mind when you're, you're a voice guy? This is your life. Mm -hmm. And then it, you get cancer of the throat. 
boy, you know, there's that old adage that you, we make plans and God laughs. And uh, I totally get it. I just kind of went, okay, there's a, there's a fun little cosmic left-hander right here. But yeah, I got to tell you, honestly, never once, never once, did I say, why me, or poor me, or any of that stuff? And it's not because I'm heroic or an extra tough guy. When I got diagnosed, I was 60 years old. I, I, I don't know of too many people who check out at 60 years old who have had the kind of career I've had. There is no way to adequately express my gratitude for what I've already been able to do in my life. So I got nothing to complain about. Rob says one of the things that keeps him going is the connection he has with families who have lost their children to cancer. That, in the context of what I was facing, was far, far more difficult in every sense of the word. Being able to keep in touch with those people who are beyond courageous, who, after, you know, the day after they bury their children, after a year in the hospital, they put on their pants and go to work. Are you kidding me? Wow. I never had to deal with that. And I am happy to say Rob is now cancer-free. And he's not just surviving, he is thriving. He's back in the booth doing the voices, and he's even on a singing tour. What kind of a recovery is that? He's coming to Seattle with a show called Animaniacs in Concert with Randy Rogel, the Emmy-winning composer from Animaniacs, with songs, voices, animation, and lots of fun behind-the-scenes stories. You can catch the show at the Fremont Abbey on Friday, January 11th. And as far as talking about his cancer experience, there is one hope that Rob has above all. To the extent that my experience can be helpful or inspirational to someone else, man, I really, really hope that that is the case because I certainly have had many, many people inspire me. I am with Aaron Mason now, uh, following your feature, which was really swell. I'm glad that you let us Thanks. use it. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Uh, and this is also going to sound pretty great because Aaron is sick and I am sick. Yeah. And now we're going to leave our germs in the studio. For Can't wait for God the next guy. knows who comes in. Um, the interview you had with Rob. Yeah. There's a lot that you couldn't actually get into there. I know you kind of mentioned it while we were off mic. You're talking about the music. Uh, what exactly was that story that he was talking about? He talked a lot about. We talked for a half an hour, and the you know I could only use like two minutes of right. the interview in the in the feature story. But we talked a lot. I'm a musician. Rob is obviously a, a singer and musically inclined. So we talked a lot about the music of Animaniacs and the guy that wrote m just about all of it, Randy Rogel is a really interesting dude, apparently. I didn't know anything about him, but he he is a West Point graduate. He went to BU. He made a ton of money in the corporate world and then decided he wanted to leave and went to go write for Batman the Animated Series. What? Won an Emmy, and then the Batman offices were across the hall from what were about to be the Animaniacs offices. And so he hears rumblings and grumblings in the office that they're going to make this show. And he goes, well, you know what? I have a musical theater background because this guy has apparently done everything, everything in the universe. Yeah. 
And it's, West Point is known for its very firm <laughs> musical theater. Musical theater program. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, the fanciful West Point Academy. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so he goes across the hall and he ends up auditioning with the song the song in his pocket was Yakko's World that Countries of the World song okay he wrote that for his audition for Animaniacs and it ended up being the first song that they recorded for the entire series now was this actually like was Animaniacs up and running and he just kind of walked over to it or no, was it like this was, okay this was in the, he just kind of had an idea mm-hmm which, by the way, just side note, you were, you said this guy's name, Randy Rogel. Yes. And right when you were at Roe, I thought you were going to say Rhodes. And Randy I was like, Rhodes? Randy Rhodes was on it. <laughs> what? I mean, Ren and, Riot? <laughs> Ren and Stimpy got uh, Frank Zappa. Okay, there you to go. To be the Pope. So. Uh, that is a perfect uh, show for uh, Frank Zappa. <laughs> so how many of these folks have you spoken with? Because I know Rob's not your only voice actor that you've hung out with. You told me some crazy story about going backstage with people. Yeah. But like, how many of these folks have you actually mingled with? I have... Now... Uh, voice I, actors. I'm talking about voice okay. actors. I have met and had at least five-minute conversations with uh, Rob Paulson, Maurice LaMarche, Billy West, Tress McNeil, Jess Harnell, Jim Cummings. Um, That might be it. Yeah. But just, yeah, legends. Because this might not have come out before. John DiMaggio. You're kind of like a voice actor fanboy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. One of the things that my girlfriend likes about me <laughs> is that my mutant power is being able to recognize voices right away. Okay. So we'll be watching something. Usually it's animated and someone will start speaking and I'll be like, Oh, that's Eric Andre. Or like, Oh, that's Ed Helms. Okay. You know, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I think Your I'm auditory. better at, at voices than faces. So apparently they need you in a crime lab. I just need to like I'm ready. Either, yeah. Give, give me those waveforms. voice forms. on this tape. <laughs> okay, so I hate to harp on Animaniacs. The last question was one of the things about Animaniacs they're kind of famous slash infamous for mm-hmm. is you know before we had a lot of these Pixar animated features and people were going oh the kids could watch it and the adults will get it too. Yeah. Um, there were these really dirty jokes yes. on Animaniacs that. A lot of people might not have gotten, and the one that I always kind of point to is uh, the the fingerprints one. Number one sister, dust for prints. I found prints! She's holding prints, the musician. Yeah. No, 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 fingerprints. I don't think so. I, you know, as a kid, I probably didn't get that, but yeah, adults look at that. Right. So, going to Hulu, I mean, are we going to get in a, do you think we're going to get an adult version or a kid's no. version? Or like... They weren't the first to do it. Pixar obviously wasn't the first to do it. This this goes back all the way to like the Chuck Jones animation and the Muppets were uh, did this. I guess that's a good all point. the time that they really set out. They made jokes that weren't offensive. You know, maybe maybe a little winky risque. Like a kid's not going to understand that. So they would intentionally make jokes that they knew kids weren't going to get. It wasn't for them. It was yeah. for the parents that were watching alongside and the parents watched those all those things that i've mentioned with their kids because the quality was high because it was a good show yeah because be because it was good all right well excellent well hey thank you uh aaron mason thanks dar 
And that is all for this special episode of Northwest Nerd. We will be back with a magazine episode next week. So don't forget to follow us on social media to keep up with the latest from Nick and I. With that, we'll see you next week, nerds. Nerds.